Hello friends and welcome to episode number 254 of Bat Flips and Maple Dips. It's Patrick, he's Justin. Uh, Justin, we took two or three from the Angels, which is what we needed to do, bare minimum. Yep. Uh, and then we lost a squeaker today, Sunday, uh, July 30th. It's, uh, it's a shame, but it's still a series win and we are gaining ground on other teams that are playing each other. So overall, pretty good weekend for the Jays. Yeah, I mean, you'd love to see this sweep, but it's difficult to sweep a team in baseball, especially one that isn't a dumpster fire of a franchise. So uh, the Angels are yeah. still only five games back of the Blue Jays, so it was uh, it was a good way to, to gain some ground and, I mean, put them a little bit further out of contention. Or sorry, they're four games back of the Blue Jays. My <clears throat> Just as a, a quick update, that means the Jays are 14-9 and nine in the month of July, which is solid. That's great. Uh, they've got one game left against the Orioles tomorrow. Uh, so the bet, best they can finish is 15 and nine. The worst is 14 and 10. We take those. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, obviously, the, they scuffle a lot uh, July 18th to July 25th. But, uh, you know. Think of it this way. If there's six months in a baseball season, and if you go 14 and 10 in all of them, that's only 60 losses and 102 wins. So just yeah. saying. Yeah, it looks like the misery of May is behind them, and they're still they're competing for a, a wild card spot, which is fine. They're not that far out of the division race either. Baltimore's come back to earth, and, or not Baltimore, uh, Tampa's come back to earth, and then of course Tampa. Um, I think who are they playing today? Who's who playing? Sorry, I lost my notes. No, I lost my notes. This is my fault. I don't know who uh, you're talking Tampa, about. Tampa, <laughs> Tampa's playing Houston. Tampa is up 8-2 against Houston. Baltimore played the Yankees, so, I mean, honestly, we're yeah, happy. happy. Someone has way. to be... Somebody's yes. losing. <laughs> Somebody's losing, which makes us happy, and it's the same with the, the Houston-Tampa. Somebody's losing that game. It looks like it's probably going to be Houston, which means we're not going to lose ground in the race with Houston. They're half a game up on us right now, but yep. it's going to even right up. And coming up... Coming up this week, too, the Rays are going to the Bronx tomorrow. They're going to play the Yankees to start the week, and the Red Sox will be in Seattle. So, again, yeah, teams that are in the wild card race battling each other. So, Mutually assured destruction. Perfect. Blue Jays need to win some games against Baltimore. This is it. This is pretty much the, the biggest series of, yeah. the, of the season. We're five games back of Baltimore. Uh, at best, we'll be four and a half. At worst, we'll be five and a half. Uh, a four-game set, that's real sexy. could get real interesting, especially if we are we stomp them. That's a lot. For sure. Um, so here's some, some news, Patrick. We know Jordan Romano was placed on the 15-day IL prior to yesterday's game with lower back inflammation. So he'll be out until about the middle of August, which is unfortunate. The Blue Jays just made a trade right before we were coming on the mics. It's a good thing we waited a few minutes because uh, Jordan Hicks from the St. Louis Cardinals is coming to Toronto, and it looks like it's going to be uh, Adam Kloffenstein uh, from AA, 22-year-old in the Blue Jays system, going back the other way. Kloffenstein is a starting pitcher. Uh, this season, he's having a, his best year yet in the Blue Jays system so far through 17 games. He owns a 3.24 ERA with 105 strikeouts, Patrick Marsh. And that's Robert Murray of Fansided confirming that it's Adam Kloffenstein going the other way. Craig Mish was the one that dropped the news. 
uh, via the Miami Herald that Jordan Hicks is now a Toronto Blue Jays. So nice. on one hand, we're getting a guy who can strike out guys with ease. He's an absolute flamethrower. This is exa- It's like having another Trevor Richards in the pen. Mm-hmm. So, Kloffenstein, by the way, at the, after the midseason update to MLB Pipeline, not in the Blue Jays' top 30. Uh, also not on the 40-man, if I recall correctly, That's which correct. means that even though Romano's on the 15-day IL, somebody is getting designated for assignment. Oh, it's Mitch White season. <laughs> Today. It's happening, and it's not going to be Jay Jackson, and it's not going to be uh, Thomas Hatch. It's probably going to be Mitch White. And I have bad news for you, Patrick. Uh, there's an additional part of this trade, too. Sam oh. Roberts is also going to the Cardinals. No, no, you're joking. Yeah, per John Heyman. That is an absolute... They're and absolutely Robert Murray confirming that one, too. Robbing. Absolutely robbing us. That is brutal. <laughs> These are guys who are in double A, my friend. Uh, nowhere near the big leagues yet. And this is a guy, I mean, Summer Bears is the prize in the steal. He's a seventh ranked Blue Jays prospect. But, brutal. I mean, you've got to look at it this way. You, your closer just went on the IL for, for two weeks. Right now you're rolling with Mitch White as your eighth reliever. And on a playoff team or a team making a playoff push, you can't, you can't have that. Uh, Roberts is three and five in your 18 starts with a 406 ERA, um, 33 walks to 86 strikeouts, less of a strikeout to ratio than, uh, Kloppenstein, but, uh, more ground balls from Roberts. I know I, you're, you're a fan of both those guys. So my condolences for your loss. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I've been, I was following the, uh, the cats very closely this year because they had those two guys plus. <laughs> or Relvis, uh, and uh, it's a shame, but uh, I guess this is what the price is. So. And look, I mean, obviously, we've kind of, both of these guys in Kloppenstein and Roberts have been drafted into the Blue Jays system since we've been doing this podcast, so we probably have a bit more of an attachment to them than what they're actually worth on the trade market. Yeah, um, so that's that's probably a thing too. Uh, the Texas Rangers also just made a deal, Patrick. Yeah. Another one. Uh, this is from Jeff Passan. Uh, it's going Jordan Montgomery from the Cardinals, along with right-handed reliever Chris Stratton, to the Rangers for infielder Thomas Segis, right-handed pitcher Takoa Roby, and left-handed pitcher John King. Um, this is comes after the Rangers acquired Max Scherzer the other day. Uh, they also placed Nathan Evoldi on the. Uh, injured list and in return the Mets got uh, Ronald Acuna's younger brother who is a shortstop I believe his name is Luis Angel Acuna and he's a shortstop the Mets got him and the Mets are also going to retain a large portion of Scherzer's contract for this year and for next year because Scherzer as part of the deal was going to agree to his opt-in for next year with the Rangers so bit of a some some seismic moves some shifting in the american league as the rangers kind of load up and the blue jays get who many were calling the best reliever on the market this this trade deadline season so definitely a a move that needed to happen for both teams yeah there's more news too uh it sounds as though uh the chicago cubs are taking their pieces off of the trade block it looks like cody bellinger isn't going anywhere 
they're going to ride the lightning and uh, ride this winning streak to see if they can squeeze into the playoffs. That also means that uh, it's very possible Marcus Stroman is off the market as well. Um, he has been vocal about wanting to sign a long-term deal in Chicago, and the Cubs uh, are have not been inclined to acquiesce. So, uh, at least before the deadline, that's what the rumor and innuendo is. So, it's kind of interesting to see things are happening very rapidly right now uh, with trade. So, by the time we're done recording, there'll probably be something else we don't even know about <laughs> that we'll miss. Uh, by the way, the Chicago Cubs are down 3 nothing to the St. Louis Cardinals in the bottom of the eighth. So, I take it that Montgomery and Hicks probably had to leave the bullpen in the middle of this game. Yeah. Um, so kind of strange because now the Cardinals have to dig real deep into their bullpen to try to eke out a win here. And, uh, this is a critical one for the Cubs. They can't afford to blow it. They need to keep going with this winning streak. So for sure. Um, the timing is weird. The timing is very weird. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's by the, I mean, the Blue Jays, the, the, the necessary, the necessary movement needed to happen after the Romano injury. They needed somebody at that back end of the bullpen even more than they did before this trade. You got to think they're going to keep looking. There are about 26 hours left until the MLB trade deadline as of this moment. It's at 4 p.m. Eastern or 6 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, it's extended by two hours more than it usually is for, for some reason, but I'm not mad about it. But uh, it'll be a lot of action between now and then. Um, yeah, like, like you said, the Cubs, I'm really curious to see if they do decide to pull those guys off the market because Stroman is scheduled to pitch tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night for them. So it's his turn. That, of that makes him less useful to a, I mean, te team. technically yes. But I mean, if you, you get him, you can plug him into your rotation anytime. Not have to wait for his next turn. Right. Like it's not like he's pitched yesterday yeah. or something and could get traded tomorrow. And then you have to wait three days to use them. At least if you were going to get them tomorrow, you could have them in your lineup on Tuesday, essentially. So, yeah, if I mean, if I'm Chicago, you, you could, can, is there a game before the deadline? No, all the after? games start after the deadline tomorrow. They, they purposely did it like that. The earliest game is at six forty Eastern time with the deadline being at six. So all trades will be finalized before Ross, mm -hmm. before games start. And almost, the Cubs almost would have been better off having them start today. Yeah. <laughs> to, to burn them. Yeah, true. Right. But, I mean, that might hurt you in the, in, in the trade value market, too. I don't know. Oh, it definitely would. But, you, I mean, they're trying to win right yeah. now. They're, try, they're on the cusp of for sure. Uh, of their season crumbling, even Jordan though they won eight in a row. Hicks. Let's talk about him since it's the biggest news for, of the day for the Blue Jays. Yep. This guy brings an average fastball of 101 miles per hour, Patrick Marsh. Mm -hmm. It's not something that uh, comes around all the time. He is the 100th percentile fastball velocity for uh, baseball savant. And he can reach, he's, he's, he's thrown the fastest recorded pitch ever of 105.1. So this guy can chuck. Um, only area that he really struggles with is walks. But I mean, that's to be expected when you're throwing 101 you're probably a little bit wild at times but the whiff rate is 82nd percentile the uh, expected batting average k numbers slugs barrels everything is like a firm red number in the 90th percentile plus on savant this is an elite 
back end reliever, a guy who can close games for you, can give you more than one inning at times. Um, really just a true like elite elite baseball reliever. My only concern with him is the walks, but obviously you kind of have to you take the good with the bad there, right? Yeah, uh, he's got, I mean, obviously he's got one of the best fastballs, if not the best fastball in baseball. Uh, the slider actually has some heat to it as well, and he's yeah. got a way above average changeup, obviously, if you have a really good fastball. Um, so he throws sinkers, he throws sweepers, he throws the four-seamer, the slider. The changeup uh, really just throws sinker, sweeper, and four-seamer, a little bit of slider. Yeah. I like his pitch mix. He fits into this pen really good. He's only 26 years old. He will be a free agent, but um, as as far as I know, uh, the news was that uh, St. Louis was trying to extend him, mm-hmm. and obviously it didn't work out. I love the idea of the Jays possibly extending him. Uh, he would fit into this team quite well, and he would uh, be a, a welcome long-term addition to the uh to the bullpen do you think it's possible uh i mean it's it's obviously possible i mean it's going to depend on really how this next couple of months go too and kind of where he ends up looking in terms of like dollar value this is a guy who's only making 1.83 million dollars this year um and as a guy with five years of service time now as he's going into his free agent year um and a track record of being kind of a back end of the bullpen player he's got 28 saves over his career and a lot of holds but has kind of mostly just been a guy you bring in when you're in a jam and need some strikeouts but he's got that that big fastball he's only 26 years old he will turn uh 27 in, in early september so going into your free agent contract year he's probably gonna be looking for a three to four year deal you know you don't see a lot of long-term deals for relievers but if he can get himself a three to five year deal somewhere, I think that's what he's going to be looking for. And I'm not sure what the dollar values will be, but uh, contract values keep going up and I have a hard time predicting those things now, but I'd like to see him as a blue Jay for, for the next few years. I think this is a guy he's, he's in that rate kind of age range where he's not going to get too old uh, during this kind of open window that the blue Jays have right now. But we've talked about it before. You've got a lot of dollars you need to spend this offseason because you have to decide if you're going to be trying to extend Vladdy or maybe even Bo Bichette this offseason, even though Bo is signed through his remaining two arbitration years. And there's going to be a lot of free agents on the market too. So uh, it's it's going to be, I don't know, it's tough for me to say with true certainty what Hicks' plans are. Yep, fair enough. Uh, I If... If it were me, I would definitely send him. He seems to be the kind of guy we need in our bullpen. But anyway, yeah, we, we don't I have think to talk about that I now. I think they'll try. <laughs> they'll probably try. We'll see. Um, but uh, just quickly reviewing the uh, the series we just had against the Angels. The Jays take the series. They get a W out of uh, the first two games. Uh, Gossman with a quality start. Uh, Alec Manoa, not so much. And uh, yeah. Jose Barrios even today was a quality start. It's just the offense just was not there. Mm-hmm. Two for 16 um, with runners in scoring position today against the Angels. They yeah. let them off the hook. I was listening to the, the radio broadcast today with the game being on Peacock. And Ben Shulman and Madison Shipman were talking about it. The uh, Blue just did a great job with uh, run prevention in this series, but uh, not so much with run scoring when it, when it mattered in the last game. So 
Um, we knew going into the season that the Blue Jays are going to give up a lot less runs due to the improved defense and is also the improved uh, addition of Chris Bassett coming in. But uh, yeah, it's it's tough when, like you said, they go two and sixteen with runners in scoring position. You just miss a few. I mean, uh, George Springer obviously over again, but hit a couple of balls extremely hard, but just right at people. You have to think that he's getting really close to breaking out of this this uh, funk he's been in. Um, I'm just. I'm looking. fine with uh, Witt staying at the top of the order. Though. I am too, but I, George Springer had a ball in the first inning that he hit at 102 miles per hour at the 670 expected batting average that went for a fly out. Had another <laughs> another line out at 100 miles per hour, so the, the exit velos are coming back, and, the, and then a third line out at 97.6. So. I mean, he's he's got uh, the the velo coming out and the contact starting to come back, and that's usually a good sign for George. So this yep. week will be big for him. I think he'll be huge in this Baltimore series. You heard it here first. All right, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, just briefly on Manoa's start. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not gonna bag on him, you know, too badly. Although the start didn't really go that great. Um, a lot of non-competitive pitches, three walks. 6Ks, mm-hmm. that's not terrible. Uh, four hits, but he also hit two players. He hit Shohei Otani, and then obviously the really, uh, really nasty uh, yeah. being to the face. Taylor Ward uh, has some fractures in his face, and he's going to need surgery. No timetable on his uh, return. That's devastating for the Angels. Yeah, we, we wish him well, obviously. That's... That's tough. I mean, everybody oh, in the yeah. diamond, the whole ballpark was quiet. Everybody knew it was bad, but it was upsetting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, like Ben or uh, Dan Schoen was saying the same thing. He's like, anytime a batter gets hit around the head or a pitcher gets hit by a line drive, those are like the the two worst things that can happen in 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 baseball. Is like you know something is usually wrong in those situations. So yeah, and tough. obviously Manoa didn't do this on purpose. No, uh, God, no. But Manoa uh, is a, for his career is a guy that does hit a lot of a lot uh, of batters. Of batters. Uh, n- I don't think it's ever been deliberate. Maybe once, but <laughs> yeah, that I can think of against the Yankees. But uh, uh, yeah, I, the starting pitching was okay. Like I, I don't want to bag on any of them because like I, it was good enough. Uh, and we obviously we took two wins. Uh, you got to think that. Uh, Upgrading from Jordan Hicks to Jimmy Gar- or from Jimmy Garcia to Jordan Hicks mm-hmm. as your Jordan Romano replacement for now is a big upgrade. And with Chad Green very close to joining this team, there's going to be another DFA. We're already waiting to see who the DFA is for uh, Jordan Hicks. So there's going to be some changes to the bullpen in the next few days. A lot of it was kind of preceded by the fact that. Jay Jackson came back and Butters, uh, Butters was DFA, and I, I feel like we're very close to seeing, like the the end game bullpen. I think it's gonna not include Mitch White, and it'll include, <laughs> yeah, Jordan Hicks, Jordan or yeah, Jordan Hicks, Jordan Romano, uh, Chad Green, and then somebody else has to go other than White. I think, probably. I mean, you might see Pearson or Jackson sent down. One of those Pearson's two. already down, isn't he? No, he's back up in Romano's place at the moment. 
It's probably Nate then, because he has options. Jay Jackson doesn't, I don't think. Uh, he still should, but I'm not sure. I thought he cleared, and that's why we. Oh, got maybe. Lucky. But I might be wrong. Yeah, I, I might be wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, not much. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say about the Angels series? Not really. Uh, the Blue Jays uh, didn't let Shohei Otani beat them. Obviously, uh, Gosman gave up the home run to him in the first inning of the first game, and Matt Chapman was not happy about it. <laughs> and Jay Jackson does have options just this year left, by the way. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, after that that first game, they walked him intentionally twice yesterday, twice today. Obviously, Manoa hit him once yesterday too, so he was kind of issued free passes three times yesterday and twice today. So don't let him beat you with the bat, and he didn't. And if not for the Blue Jays coming up short with runners in scoring position, they would have been looking at a sweep. So no, I'm, I'm overall I'm happy with it. Obviously, uh, going into this series with Baltimore, this this one's this one's huge just based on the fact that the Blue Jays have struggled against the division and against the Orioles so far this season. Looking at the uh, starting pitching matchups, Patrick. Kyle Gibson versus Chris Bassett tomorrow, Battle of the Veterans. That game goes back to its regularly scheduled 7.07 p.m. starting time for an evening. On Tuesday, August the 1st, to begin the second to last month of the year, uh, Hunjin Ryu makes his season debut for the Blue Jays. He'll go up against right-hander Kyle Bradish, also at 7.07 p.m. Game three on Wednesday, we'll see Yusei Kikuchi go against Grayson Rodriguez, who's been kind of up and down with for the Oils this year, has been really good in the minor leagues and so far still struggling to get it right in the bigs, but is uh, one of their top prospects and a guy who could make it work at any given time. And then in the finale of the four-game set, we get some day baseball, Patrick, a 3.07 p.m. Eastern start time. It'll be Kevin Gosman up against Tyler Wells, who's been pretty good for them so far this season. So um, barring any, of course, any trades to the ro- in the, any, either rotation, those num- those names could change of course but uh what do we expect from ryu on tuesday what are you hoping for i guess was probably a better uh a better question (laughs) if he if he got his 15 outs and less than three earned runs that's a win like a a moral win i mean i it's not going to equate to an actual victory but it gets us close and it's better than anything that we can get from Alec Manoa right now. I don't know why they're doing a six man rotation, but I I'm guessing what's gonna happen is the Jays are not gonna trade for starting pitching and they're gonna go roll the six man rotation and whoever does better in the next two weeks, Manoa or Ryu, one will be the rotation, the other will be in the pen. And uh I don't see us trading for another reliever. I think that's pretty much done, and I think it's just one more bench bat, and that's really all they're going to do. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I'm really curious to see how it plays out because obviously there are still plenty of guys around the trade market, and I'm still really curious to see what the White Sox end up doing with like Tim Anderson, um, and obviously... Uh, <laughs> They have some other guys like Eloy Jimenez who would obviously cost a lot more, but there are some guys a on lot. their team, yeah. and, and, and it's too bad that Liam Hendricks just hit the IL with uh, with an injury because he was always he was going to be an interesting guy at the deadline as well too, but it's unlikely that he gets moved now because of the injury, of course. But uh, be curious to see if they end up uh, kind of blowing it up a little bit, and there will be some guys on that team who have some interest from outside sources. But uh, yeah, I. I 
I'm with you. I think I think a bench bat and maybe one more bullpen piece is kind of what the Blue Jays need. The starting rotation outside of Manoa at the beginning of the season and kind of currently too hasn't been a huge issue for the Blue Jays. Their other four starters have been relatively stable. Um, and you kind of have a reasonable expectation of what you're going to get from them every time out. And then adding Ryu in, like you said, I think it's going to be kind of for you versus Manoa, the, the mentor versus the mentee <laughs> over yeah. the next couple of weeks to see who kind of sticks in that five man. And if it's Ryu, that's that's great because at least Manoa has those options and you can send him to Buffalo or to, to New Hampshire or down to Florida, wherever you want to put him, just so he can stay on a regular kind of workload every five days. That way, if something does go down with your uh, with one of your guys up up top, then you can bring him back up immediately and have him fill in. Yeah, this series here against the Orioles is as high stakes as any of them have been because we are going to be either five, uh, four and a half or five and a half back, uh, depending on how today shakes out. Um, so we could be half a game back of the division if they can pull off the sweep. Or we could be eight and a half mm-hmm. back and be in a lot of trouble in the wild card. And also, our record against divisional opponents would continue to plummet. So the stakes are pretty high. Yep. <laughs> uh, they cannot afford to lose this series, uh, especially given how atrocious their record is against divisional opponents. It's time to stock it up and put the boots to the uh, Orioles uh, pitching. Definitely. It's not, it's not that overwhelming. It's not that strong. I think we have stronger pitching. Their hitting has been better uh, this year, or at least more consistent. So I have concerns, but if the hitters get hot and they can let her rip uh, in this uh, series against the Orioles, I like our chances. Yeah, agreed. And you, you sent me a tweet just in our, our messaging from Shai Davidi. It was from this morning. It was uh, Yimmy Garcia's next appearance for the Blue Jays would give him 110 over the 2022 and 2023 seasons, triggering a vesting option for his contract next year that will help him earn $6 million. And he pitched today, so Jimmy Garcia is confirmed making $6 million under contract with the Blue Jays next year. Whether he plays with the Jays or not, he is going to be making $6 million. So. Good for him. Is, yeah, good for Jimmy, and he's been, I mean, relatively consistent. A few bad outings here or there. Today is not on him because nope. the, the offense failed to score runs throughout the game to, to get to that point. So, Something else yeah. here slid across my desk a couple minutes ago. Uh, well, actually, it was several hours ago, but the Mariners are telling teams that uh, Paul Sewald and uh, Teoscar Hernandez and Ty France are available in trades. That's interesting. very interesting. Paul Sewald's very intriguing to me. Um, well, while you look up Paul Sewald, I'll talk about a reun- uh, reunification with Teoscar Hernandez. Let's not and say we didn't. No, we're going to anyway oh, because... I don't want him back. He strikes out too much. I'm not... Just let me finish for God's okay, sake. Okay, okay. Listen, he's a power bat. He's hitting his... The average is way down this year. The power is still there. He is stealing bases, but he's also 30. He cannot play defense. There is no chance that he does return to the Toronto Blue Jays because we already have a right fielder. We do not need another. Uh, Paul Sewald, on the other hand, is, very, is is an elite closer who would cost a lot. 
Yeah. I don't know whether or not he has control or not. I'm just getting into his numbers as, as you're talking here. So While you do that, I'll talk about Ty France. The thing with Ty France, he's a righty. He's a first baseman, so he'd have to compete with Brandon Belt uh, for reps. Uh, he's got no PS this year, 683. Uh, 247 batting average. The power is just not there. What are I his think. numbers against left-handed pitchers? Uh, I don't have those splits. In front uh, of me. Paul Sewald is a arbitration eligible player for one more season of free agent after 2024. So, one more year of control for Paul Sewald. 12 and a half strikeouts per nine, but the same number as Jordan Hicks and Trevor Richards, for that matter. Uh, walks, but the walks are different. He walks under three gives up one home run per nine so about twice as many home runs as hicks averages uh 92 on his fastball but if i remember correctly he is the uh, side armor is he not Doesn't yeah he i think so arm? yeah paul swald hits 322 against lefties and 225 against righties so when he wow. faces lefties he's got an 829 ops okay again against righties 641 so he's not he doesn't fit into this team well enough, like, unless we get, like, he comes for, like, nothing. It's not really worth it. Right. Um, but Sewald, on the other hand, is extremely appealing, given the fact that Romano is hurt. And uh, this would really shore up the pen. That's another player, though, that would end up having to get the boot. And then it <sighs> gets real tough, because I don't know who goes uh if paul swald were to join the team because you really the only wiggle room you have is nate and mitch white and one of them already is is going somewhere because of today so i guess maybe both of them could be if if they do pull the trigger on oh, yeah. like paul Seawald's not a side armor i was thinking the wrong guy he kind of has a three-quarter arm slot over the top still yeah. but just wanted to confirm that i was thinking of a different pitcher but uh yeah, Crazy he, though to to hear that the the Mariners are f closing up shop. They're, I mean, they're I think, five back. I think they're looking at it as, yeah, we're five back, but we've got to leapfrog four teams to get into a playoffs. Have, there's three teams ahead of them. They'd have to displace one of the three that are in the wild card. So they have to do better than at least four of the teams ahead of them. And, I think the fact that uh, they're kind of I mean, they're not great against the American League East. They're 9-12 and 12 against the East so far this year, including uh, losing or splitting the season series with the Blue Jays. So that's a tiebreaker that they don't have, that they don't own. And they're not that great against, like, interleague teams either. They're only doing well against the AL Central, and they're only one game above 500 there, and against the AL West, so their own division. But they're, they're kind of struggling against teams that are, I guess better than them. <laughs> Their record against teams above 500 is uh, uh, not as good. It's uh, 29 and 38. So they're struggling to beat the teams above them, and that's what you have to do the rest of the way. So it'll be tough to succeed. Yeah. So. Yeah. A uh, bit surprising, worth, but also not. <laughs> also worth noting right now, Ty France uh, <laughs> just uh, cashed in. Our Ribbies, Seattle are up two nothing in the. Middle of the first against Arizona. So just when uh, a team says that they look like they're going to sell, all of a sudden they win the same, or like they get off to a hot start on the day they're looking to, to, to sell. I don't know. 
it feels like it's still too early today to be making your declarations clear, especially when, you know, there are quite a few expiring contracts. It wouldn't be that hard for Seattle to make the moves to get back in this thing. Uh, yeah. Um, breaking news, Patrick White. Mitch White has been DFA'd to make room on the 40-man roster for Jordan Hicks. The Mitch White era is over. I will remember you. But not actually. <laughs> I no, will try to forget you as soon as possible, Mitch White. He'll probably end up in Buffalo. I don't think anyone uh, yeah. is going to take a flyer on. Unless there's a team like out ERA there like, like a Kansas City or an Oakland who just wants a warm body to throw some pitchers. Uh, does uh, Mitch White still have team control? I believe so, yes. But he... The, the no options thing is what was going against him. Um, his kind of <laughs> his issue, of course, of, is the, the fact that he can't be sent to the minor leagues. He is under team control for three more years. He's a free agent after 2027. Perfect. Sounds like an Oakland athletic already. Four more years, I guess. 24, 25, 26, and 27. So he still has four more years of team control, but he cannot be sent to the minor leagues because of his age. Sounds like an Oakland athletic already. Yep. Uh, it sounds like an A, but uh, yeah, I'm sure some team will give Mitch White a shot. If not, he can be outright to Buffalo, so would stick within the organization, which, again, wouldn't be the worst thing because if he ever does figure it out, you, you might be valuable at some point. Welcome to Oakland. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the 40-man that's the roster that's still full, and there will still need to be a move made for Hunjin Ryu on Tuesday, Patrick. And Chad Green had another very good inning in uh, his rehab appearances last night. He struck out three batters in his only inning of work, faced four batters, one batter reached on a fielding error. So um, had four, four swinging strikes, four whiffs on six fastballs, that he th on six swings against his fastball. So he's already making guys swing and miss. You got to think that maybe by the end of the week, he's back in a Blue Jay uniform for the first time as well. So there's going to be at least two more 40-man roster moves with those two guys, and that doesn't include any trades that go down between now and tomorrow's deadline. So there could be some uh, some big changes coming to the Blue Jays' uh, face of the franchise, their 40-man roster. So we'll see. I'm satisfied. Uh, I wanted Jordan Hicks. I think we mentioned it a we couple did. times. Our so last far episode for podcast. sure. Yeah. Um, but I've been talking about it for longer than that. <laughs> uh, that's okay though. Um, I'm still I'm I'm real sad about losing Klopp and Sam Roberts. That's a lot. But it's you got to push your chips in now, right? When now? Hundred percent. Yeah, it's. Official from the Blue Jays, yeah. We have acquired right-handed pitcher Jordan Hicks from the Cardinals in exchange for minor league right-handed pitchers Sam Rivera and Adam Klopfenstein to make room for Jordan Hicks. Mitch White has been designated for assignment. So, How many fire is. Atkins are underneath that tweet? Uh, I don't want to look. but uh, <laughs> Don't bother. Everyone seems to be pretty excited. So, yeah, actually, it's it's all positive, so. Except for Mitch White. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> says Dodgers won the trade. And I mean, yeah, I mean, Mitch White wasn't good, so. But what, what, what did we trade? What did we trade for Mitch White? Uh, was that the Kendall Williams deal? 
I can't remember. Did they win the trade then? Yeah, not yet. Nobody's played in the big leagues besides Mitch White. So we'll see. But yeah. uh I think that's it for now. That's kind of it for us. We'll be able to come back on Thursday with that nice little uh, afternoon affair against the Orioles taking place to preview the next series after that. And, you know, it's... Uh, that man. could be a rough episode <laughs> to record. Just, I'm not going to lie. I was just thinking, I'm like, this is either going to be... Thursday is either going to be a really good day to talk Blue Jay baseball or a not good day. And then on the weekend, Patrick, the Red Sox, uh, Blue Jays go to Fenway. Oh, great. So it just, it could go from bad to just wacky because Fenway is just the weirdest fucking place to play ever. It so is. The Jays yeah. will play three games there and then they continue their road trip to Cleveland where the Blue Jays haven't, uh, haven't been yet this year, of course. We'll, so. we'll make the promise. We'll come back Thursday no matter how depresso it is. Uh, we'll have to because we'll yeah. have trades to talk about regardless. We'll have trades to talk about. Hopefully we win more than one game. Hopefully at That's least two wins. Say. Yeah, a, sp- a split yeah. is kind of the bare minimum here, right? I mean, you you look at the standings now, and I mean, if Baltimore were to win today <clears throat> against the Yankees later tonight, um, that would go to a six-game lead over the Blue Jays. Sorry, yeah, it's five and a half, excuse me. Five and a half. It's either going to be five and a half or four and a half. Four and a half. And I mean, Blue Jays win at least two games, keep that four and a half game deficit. You win three games, you go to three and a half. Still another three games to go against Baltimore uh, in Baltimore later in in the month. So it's... Still still anyone's game. With, with, With the Rays kind of falling off and tumbling down the standings it's uh the al east has kind of turned into an interesting division again it's only an eight game gap between baltimore and new york and of course if new york were to win tonight they'll go down to seven and everybody would be within seven games so it's crazy how many there's 50 games left something like about that? yeah just just right around there yeah uh the blue jays have played 106 games there are 56 games left hmm that's enough that even if they got wiped out by Baltimore, they could still. Yeah, it's possible. But again, we, we talked you don't about it before, want that. right? It's, yeah, you don't want that. They've got to start winning these games against the division because Baltimore is 20 and 13 against the East and the Jays are 7 and 20. So Baltimore's already played 33. They've played six more games against the East than the Jays have already. So they already got the advantage there. So the Jays need to hand them some losses. So. We'll see, but I think that'll be it for us today. We'll, we will be back on Thursday, we we promise. We've got to do it. We, we can't just get depressed and <laughs> not show up because the Jays played bad. We're both guilty of that recently. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is what it is. But uh, for Patrick out in Halifax, I'm Justin here in Saskatoon. Give us a follow on the uh, website formerly known as Twitter at uh, BFMD Podcast. You can see, get the episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you Thursday. Thursday.